Welcome to Romance Your Tribe Radio with me, Janet Beckers, where every episode focuses on simple action steps you can do this week to grow your business online and bring joy to the work you do. Hello and welcome everybody. Janet Beckers here and I've got a very special guest with us today here, Lisa McDonald. Hi Lisa. Hi Janet. Hi everybody. Hi, it's, I'm so pleased to have Lisa with us. Lisa and I have known each other for years and it's been such a privilege to be part of the, the real stepping up that Lisa has been doing in her, you know, very well-established coaching business. And one of the really exciting parts is seeing her develop this real specialty on being able to help women who are growing their businesses, who are ready to step up into their businesses, but they're, they're stuck at that decision of, you know what, I'm at that kind of breeding age and I'm not quite sure on the whole baby thing. Do I want to have a child? Do I not want to have a child? What is the right thing for me? That so often it can be holding people back. And she's so we're going to be, we're going to be sharing today like, you know, the whole process of there, the whole baby thing. And we're going to be covering three really important questions that you need to be asking yourself so that you know that you've made the right decisions. So it's, it's really exciting to have you here, Lisa. It's, um, it's exciting to be here, Janet. Thank you. Yeah. For- yeah. So what I thought we would do is um, to start with, I would love to be able to hear like, your story to share with people from somebody like you who is an experienced uh, coach who helps people to reach goals and make decisions. Why have you really focused here and been doing your research um, on how to help women with this big decision on the whole baby thing? So, what's inspired you to do that? Well, Janet, really, the, the whole baby thing is such a big thing, really, because women's fertility window is quite long you know if you think about you know the average age is probably around 12 that a woman gets her cycle and you know 52 is not an unusual time for women to still be um, fertile but you know we have these different patterns about what we think we're going to do and you know we have to make choices as we get older as to which direction that we're going to go um, now for me when I was in primary school so probably back, I don't know, maybe grade three, grade four, something like that. I remember being with my grandmother who um, was sitting in the chair. She was in her 80s, I think, by that stage. Um, And she said, you know, I'm I'm ready for God to take me when he's ready. I've had a fantastic life and I'm ready to go. Um, Not that she wanted to go, but she was was ready. And... um, I was so touched. It's something that really um, is just one of those defining moments, I think, really in your yeah. life. Because I thought, that's what I want to be. I want to get to the end of my life and think I've done everything that I wanted to do. You know, we don't all know exactly how long we're going to be around for. My grandma happened to be around for 100 years. Um, wow. We don't know personally how long we're going to be around. So it sort of really developed a philosophy in me philosophy for me to um, go out and do the things that I wanted to do and setting goals became one way that I lived that out and created new experiences and things like that for myself. Mm. Um, How fortunate for you to, you know, at quite a young age to have had 
that lesson at that particular time that obviously really resonated with you that you know to have that aha then at a young age because a lot of times you know people may never actually have that feeling of you know i just want to go for it you know they may never have that or if they do then physically not quite capable of being able to do as much by the time they do that so that's um yeah i love the idea that it was so young and go granny like what an awesome approach to life you know to reflect back that way oh she was she was a fabulous woman great philosophy and i think too it was a really important thing for me too being a female okay because i grew up in a very traditional household i was one of five and three older brothers you know and so my parents are very much you know you do this because you're a female and that kind of thing so mm -hmm. you you have sort of a, a mindset so i think what that helped me to do is perhaps break out of that traditional mindset where um you know that i had to do things a certain way because i was a female because we all buff, buff up against those things but i think that really helped me to think about well what's right for me and what's going to make me happy at the end of my life whenever that happens to be yeah um as a result of that you know i looked for opportunities to have new experiences um and to do things that enable me to grow so one of the things that i did a few years ago well a number of years ago now um back in 2003 was i did a bodybuilding competition because i had a fear of being on stage so i used that as a way to um work on my fitness and my um strength and so forth um but it also enabled me the personal growth to be able to get up on the stage and to be mm. able to work towards that and that was a pretty big goal i managed to qualify for the international competition so um again you know that was just going out creating a new experience and i think that's a really important thing for women um and it's the thing that gets overlooked sometimes and that's that women are more than just a womb you know where you have <laughs> of interests and you know the modern woman of course uh, has quite often got a career or a business um you know and it's better set up financially so her expectations about um what she wants for her life is quite different to you know like when my grandmother was brought up in 1893 you know so life and times have um, shifted mm. and so i can see how you've got that you know being able to do what you want to make your own decisions i can see then how that ties in with you know helping other women to be able to make you know to to do what they want to do to have have those choices so why because i know that your 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 book you've been writing a book and it's almost finished isn't it the uh, yes. what's it called the whole baby thing exploring the baby or no baby idea. excellent yeah and it's been really interesting watching the research in in terms of personal interviews that you've been doing with people on both the issues but also the different choices that they made and how each one was right for each woman so i'm curious for you out of all of the different topics why did you choose that one like what's what's your story that's made you so uniquely um qualified i suppose to to be writing this book and to be guiding women through this process well i, I think it's um freedom has always been very high on my values um you know creating what it is that we want but part of that is to create a snapshot of really what you want to have in your life um and along the way you know i thought always thought well you know that i'd have a child one day um but the way things panned out in my life were a bit different to perhaps what i imagined when i was younger so 
um, I got married and that only lasted a short time and then I had a series of um, not so good relationships. Um, and then I hit 40 and, you know, I, I wasn't anywhere near <laughs> having those kind of things. I was still single um, and no child nowhere in sight at that point. Um, and so I had a bit of a meltdown, really. I think 40 was just one of those birthdays for me. I had always believed that, you know, it's still possible. And I did lots of things to keep my options open, including work with a naturopath to maintain the balance of my hormones and so forth. But, you know, it can be a really difficult time because you're having to redefine um, where you're at and what it is that you're striving towards. And, you know, at 40, um, you can't muck around. If you want to have kids, then you've got to create a clear direction forwards. But also as well, if you decide that that's not for you, you've got to be able to create that as well because, you know, um, around about 41 is really where the steep drop off in fertility. So, um, and women who decide to try and go on that journey, of course, are then faced with increased risks of um, failure. So whether that's failure to conceive or whether the pregnancies don't last. So, and for me, it's, it was such a, it's, it's such a big thing for many women because they're trying to navigate their way through. Well, what is actually really important to me? Um, for some women, it's about, well, what does that mean to be a woman? You know, I was growing up in a traditional sort of family. You know, I remember my dad talking about, oh, you know, it doesn't matter what you do there because you're just going to get married and have babies. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> because that was, that, was, that was the frame of um, yeah. that he had in his world and, and, and that's all good and fine. But then when you when you reach a time in your life where you're kind of making those decisions, you've got all this conditioning inside as to, you know, what do you think for yourself? Um, what is, what is being a woman to you? What, do you need to be a, do you need to be a mother? Um, if you're trying and you're not succeeding, what does all that mean? Cause you can feel like quite a, a failure when you haven't been able to pull those things um, together. But for me, we need to be able to live our lives to be happy and fulfilled no matter whether we choose to have a child or not. And through all the uh, failures and different parts of my long journey, I really had to come to terms with that at a number of different stages as to, um, you know, where, where was I at? Did I still want to try for that or did I want to just um, go, okay, no, that's, that's it. But, um, you know, there's a lot of thought that has to go into that because there's emotions and things like that tied up but what I found is that the more you can get to the step and say release yourself of the tie to the outcome it actually makes it easier to move forward so what you call a true choice point because you're not being motivated by a perceived void or something that you're going to miss out on through yeah yeah for me, I actually did meet at 40. I met uh, my partner, who's um, now my husband, and we did go on the journey of trying to conceive. And again, through that journey, lots of not having anything happen, um, some really short-term, I don't know if you know you call them pregnancies quite at that point, but then I had a miscarriage at nine and a half uh, weeks too. Mm. So at each of those spots, you're having to deal with all the issues that are associated with that and, in you know, and you're trying to manage your business and finances and relationship in amongst all of that. Um, and then with when there's failure, considering whether you're going to pursue alternative routes, which 
which we did. So we ended up um, trying IVF and went through a number of cycles and I reached the magic birthday where they won't collect eggs anymore and unfortunately... Oh, yeah. So you can be feeling like decisions are being made for you. Um, yeah. yeah. The doors are closing and, um, you know, it's, but it's an opportunity there to, I think, every step of that way for any woman is an opportunity to reassess first with the primary question of do I actually want to have a child to revisit that and secondly if you do um, okay what else am I willing to do or try in order to increase my chances of success so mm. we did IVF that door closed um, and the doctor said well the best opportunity for you now really is to um, do donor and to do it overseas because at that time there really wasn't many people around um, where you could get access to donor eggs. So right. that's actually what we ended up doing. We combined that with our wedding, um, which was one of the things that we were trying to plan in between trying and thinking, oh, maybe, you know, what's going to happen? We could be pregnant at this time, so how are we going to manage all of that? Um, and uh, But we were lucky enough that um, we conceived my son, who's now three and a half, so I had a baby. Yeah. 47 and a half years old. <laughs> 47. And Charlie is gorgeous. He's such a beautiful character. Yeah. And the thing that I love about your story there, Lisa, is like if, if you've got, um, you know, if people are listening to this and you're thinking, well, you know, um, you know, I've got, uh, you, might, you might be thinking, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I can really relate to a lot of the parts of the stories that Lisa's had there of making those assumptions, but then getting to 40 and thinking, oh, crap, you know, I've got to make a decision which way I want to go. And are you happy with that? And But in each part they're going along is, you know, you to know that if you're thinking about, you know, all the different types of potential journeys that there are if you decide that you're going to be going and, and you decide to have a child, or if you decide that, you know, things are going okay, Lisa's, but you've done them all. Like you've kind of gone through every process. But I love how you've gone each time. Well, you know, I saw them as opportunities just to reevaluate. You know, what do I really want? Which is, to me, is the crux of what you do is really helping women to get super duper clear on what do they want? Like what's right for them? Um, and I love how you went through that process the whole time. So um, what we might just move over to now is because you talked a bit there about the different feelings that you had at each stage and those times of, you know, what the things that you had to take into consideration, the times when you got, look, you know, the decisions are being made for me, options are being removed, so I have to reevaluate. So these were the ones that you went through. Now, as part of the your book, which is really quite close to being able to get out there and get published now, which is very exciting, you interviewed a lot of women, didn't you? So That's it was right. sort of like from two sides of it, wasn't it? What, what were the purpose of doing those interviews? Because... I don't think that women have to have a baby to be happy. The reality right. is, is that women can be just as happy without. Some women, some women are really clear, I do not want to have a child, and that never changes for them. Mm -hmm. Some women are very clear that I want to have a child. Of course, for some of them, and in amongst it, there are some people who change their mind, okay. But yeah. there's plenty of people who are very adamant for a very young age about what they want. Um, and lots of people kind of in between, people who start up thinking, oh, I always thought it would happen, but it didn't happen. 
Um, and if we define our self-worth as women just around having a baby, you know, that's just a recipe for all sorts of problems of whether you do or you don't have a child. But because that's been inducted into our thinking to a certain degree in, in many cases in our society and in families and things like that, is that we've got to evolve past that. We've got to flush out what's been going on at a subconscious level so we can really look at those things and say, okay, that's the framework that's been part of what I was brought up with, but is that actually what's right for me? And it's, it's not necessarily. And for women who um, aren't able to, for a variety of reasons, to have a child, there's still alternative routes if they want to be a mother. There's other forms of alternative um, mothering that they, they can do. Um, but equally, if a woman doesn't want that, there's plenty of other ways to create a fulfilling life. It's not the be-all and end-all. There's all sorts of reasons why women choose not to have it. And some of them, most of them actually like kids. So it's not that they'd have a problem with, you know, not liking kids, contrary to what some people think. But they're still going to navigate their way through um, their own beliefs and feelings around that, but also how um, society interacts with them. You know, you go out anywhere, networking or a party or whatnot, and one of the questions that gets asked from many women is like, uh, you know, have you got kids or are you going to have a baby or when are you going to have a baby? And that can trigger off a whole bunch of stuff for um, all along the spectrum of where a person sits in relation to having a child. But the clearer you are about your choice, the less that's an issue for you. So I want women to feel free to make choices based on what's right for them um, rather than somebody else telling them what they should do. Um, and in order to do that, and also as well, if, if you do that based on what other people think, there's increased chance of regret about your choices. So I like people to take responsibility for themselves, do the work and actually figure out what's right for them. So, yeah, so when I did the interviews, I intentionally looked for a balance of women who chose to not have children and women who chose um, to have children. And some people, you know, explore different alternative ways of parenting. Um, and somebody also as well that was very neutral about the whole thing. Right. Um, yeah, I love that idea. So you've actually researched it on that point for all these beautiful case studies of people who made decisions and it was the right decision for them. So I love that idea and those ins that insights. And that's a really core part of the book, isn't it? Um, and you also did the research on the other side for interviewing women who weren't quite sure about what they wanted to do to find out what were the problems um, that they were going through. So if we can just look at um, some of those, what, what are the main things that people are saying is the things that, are, that they're really getting stuck on making the decisions. So the main issues, and if you're, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, you know what, this is, these, this is a decision that I'm making at the moment, you know, the whole baby thing and, you know, trying to get that clarity. I'll be really interested to hear if you can relate to these main issues that, that women were bringing up. One of the biggest ones, Janet, is uncertainty. You know, we, right. especially as um, business owners and people who've had careers, you know, you've had a way of, you know, this is what I'm going to do when you go out and do it and um, have come, become accustomed to... Um, just doing the things that are required in order to achieve a result and you open up the whole baby thing, the conversation, and there's so many uncertainties in there. There's no guarantees if you try that you're going to conceive. Mm -hmm. um, there's just so many uncertainties. There's, 
you know, women have created a position for themselves in their career and their finances and their home life and their lifestyle. But what would happen, you know, if, if there's a child there, one, how does that all happen? How would, how would what I cope? But what would my life be like? Who would I be? I don't want to be lost in being um, just someone's mother. Mm. So there's a whole lot of identity issues that come up for people. There's questions about, well, finances. You know, a lot of women who are running businesses or in careers, you know, in some cases they're um, the primary breadwinner in the family. So what happens if they're pregnant and they're off work or, or whatnot? Yeah. So yeah. things to think about, um, you know, mm. what support networks have, do they have? Um, are they in the relationship? Some women are not in a relationship. And, you know, in this Jane age too, you've got not just um, men and wing couples, you've got same-sex couples too, you know, so it's the same kind of issues that they go through, but obviously they have the addition of um, requiring sperm and that in there. But, um, you know, relationship, and my, do I pursue trying to find the, the right man, you know? Is, does it have to be the ever-after man or does it have to be um, someone who can... Um, effectively donate the sperm a friend or um you know so what are the parameters around relationship can they just go and do it themselves and and there's so many choices now so to me that's one of the biggest things and that's really part of the basis of the book is that it's a modern dilemma women have so many choices now but with choice comes responsibility you know we've got to take responsibility for making our own decisions and the consequences that are part of that decision and you know, if you start whichever pathway that you choose, you might have to be looking, considering things like um, religious views. It could be um, moral issues, legal issues. Um, and, you know, so there could be lots of different issues that come up as a byproduct of, of going through it. So there's so much uncertainty. Mm. Finances, relationships, health, you know, is my body actually up to it? Am I going to have the energy levels to... There's a lot of different things, and particularly in that age group of, um, so the book's really looking initially with 30s and 40s, but there's certainly because of alternative means to um, women in their 50s that are trying to conceive too, which some people say, but yeah, is that possible? Women have always had kids at that age. As long as you're um, menstruating, there's potential for you to conceive. So ladies out there who are not sure or don't want kids, keep using contraception. They say it's two years after a cycle, if you're before 50 and one year with no cycle um, for women who um, have turned 50. So women right. and have been pregnant, so don't want to get pregnant. Um, yes, <laughs> make that decision. <laughs> Be careful. One of the interesting things I found in the book, you know, when I was doing the research, is that the statistics of um, older women, so like over 35s and 40s and even, um, you know, high 40s, um, the percentage of, of abortions or unexpected pregnancies in that age group is now much higher than um, teen pregnancies. <laughs> really? Oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. So it's interesting because that will quite often be, you know, for a lot of the women who will be listening to this are either in established businesses or they're in a startup business. And so you talked about uncertainty. So a lot of them may be in that price, in that age bracket where they're going, right, you know, do I still have options? Can I make this decision? But, I, you know, when you said right there at the very beginning about uncertainty, because 
in business, especially, you know, when you're in the startup phase or, you know, just in the first few years, there is already a lot of uncertainty. And so this is a particularly important question for women who are, say, you know, over their 30s, over 35, moving on, who are also in a business that may be in a startup when there is already a lot of that uncertainty, to leave these sorts of decisions on the back burner can very often be sabotaging your growth in the business because there can be seeming to be already too much uncertainty there. So what we might segue over into now is um, you were mentioning, we were saying at the beginning that you've got three questions that women can be asking themselves now that's going to help them to make that decision. So they have got some clarity there as well. Um, so, um, shall we go over into those now? Absolutely. So yeah. these questions are part of um, an eight, um, a resource that I've put together that's got eight questions, but I thought for today that we just cover off three of the questions. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, one of those is, the first question is, do you believe you can be happy with or without a child? Right. Uh, I think this is an important place to start because it's about your beliefs and your conditioning. And if you, when you ask yourself that question, you look at what's the immediate response that comes up. But also what can happen too is that there can be a disconnection between your head and your heart if you look at it that way, is that you might say, oh, of course, of course I get that. <laughs> of course I can be happy. But yeah. really deep inside, is that actually what you believe? Do you believe that you can be happy whichever scenario? And if you don't, to be able to um, journal and explore those things behind that, looking at what your beliefs are, what your conditionings are, and to look at it through the prism of who you are now in your life and what you want to create in the future as you go forward. So it's a really important question, but just starting off to look at, do you really believe that you can be happy either way? Mm. And then obviously, if depending on the answers that you have to that, question is then being able to explore a bit further about perhaps what some of the blocks are because these subconscious things will be sitting there triggering you off without you even realize so one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that 90 percent of how we operate is through our subconscious and only 10 percent conscious so 90 percent is all your programming um, and in order to create a new way forward sometimes we've got to look at where where we've come from or what ideas are still sitting there to be able to reshape our future based on what it is that we truly want to do. Mm. Um, a second question that I have is how do you react when people ask you questions about babies? You know, um, are you going to have a baby? Do you have kids? As, as mentioned before, quite often in, in business world and um, socialising, people will ask those questions. Mm, really common. And for some people, it's water up a dusk's back to me. The clearer you are about what your choice is and where you are in your life, if you're really, really clear, it'll just be water for ducks back. Um, but if there's something else going on, you're going to react to it. So whether you react um, publicly, so we're in, in a way that other people see, you know, you could get angry or hostile. Some people get mm. asked that. Um, but inside, there's something else going on. So in the mind one thing and in the in the body perhaps something else so as i said whether that's something that you outwardly show or whether you just know that you're stirred up by that question um it's a really good question to ask to see what's how what's being triggered off within you 
mm. uh, needs to be looked at because those triggering responses are controlling your behavior and um, where your emotions are is where your energy goes so by clearing up those things you get to have more energy to put towards the things that you want to rather than tied up in the turmoil um, and you know these things can also be a guide in terms of direction too and things that we need to clarify um, and yeah. so you mentioned previously about journaling so would that be a good activity for people to do here is on these two questions and then also we'll we'll tell you where to go so you can get Lisa's resource on the whole eight questions is would that journaling would that be one of the first important steps for people to that they can do this week that's going to help them to start to get clarity so when I um, initially interviewed some of the women who are going through these challenges, I asked them, well, you know, what would be a useful resource? And they said a series of questions that would enable them to journal, um, to th thinking about and reflect on, on what's going on for them to get some insight. So journaling, absolutely. So one of the other ways that can be tied in with that too with the journaling can be used in conjunction with or separate to is meditation where you're doing a similar thing. So because you want to be able to quieten the, the mind down and calm the body. Because when the mind's in turmoil, the body is in turmoil too. Now, one of the things that a lot of people don't realise is the very same part of your brain that you use to protect. So when you feel under threat <laughs> physically or because an idea has been challenged, it's the very same part of your brain that um, is used. So you can't create and protect yourself at the same time. Right. So by, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good step. So, so in asking some of these questions, what can be really important to do first is to create a space for yourself to ask the questions where you're quietening the mind down and calming the body down so that when you ask the questions, you can kind of breathe into it and feel what's actually coming up. You know, am I feeling a reaction? So sometimes people just look at what's going on in their head but you've also got to look at what's going on in the body because your body actually stores your emotions and things like that. So, yeah, mm -hmm. meditation and journaling, absolutely a fantastic ways to, to kickstart the process of looking at what's going on there. Um, and because obviously then you can um, look at what direction you need to go, what steps do you need to take if you've got stuff, <laughs> nice technical word, stuff coming yeah. up. Yeah, because that's the thing is, you know, even knowing do I need some help to get through this process is having that quiet moment and then journaling on these first two questions, and we've still got a third one to go, is journaling on that allows you to go, whoa, I actually do get really triggered by this. Um, and, you know, we, I think we've probably all witnessed it. You know, sometimes you'll say to somebody, oh, have you got kids? And it'll be, no, nah, no, nah, don't want them, don't want them. Why do you want to ask me that? Everybody asks me. Or it will be like it'll trigger grief. You can see it on their face um, as soon as you ask that question. And so I think all of us have, have witnessed other people's being triggered, but you may not recognise it yourself. So I think that's a really powerful thing so that you can recognise, oh, okay, there is a trigger here. I'm going to need some help to get through this to get some clarity. So, yeah, that's, I, I love that. So, and the third question, Lisa. The third question is one that I suppose comes into all of the other questions, but it's, right. it's more focused and that is um, looking at what do I need to have in place if I want to have a child or if I don't want to have a child, what do I need to have in place that will actually help me to create the life that I want to create? 
Um, so obviously for somebody who is deciding, you, you might want to be doing things that keeps your options open for you. If you're really clear, no, I don't want to have a child, then what is it that you need to put in place to create a life that fulfills you? And the same goes, it's exactly the same thing for someone who's looking at having a child is that what do I need to have in place in order to create a life that fulfills me? So what do I need to have in place um, financially? What do I need to have in place in a relationship? Do I need to find a relationship? Do I need to ditch the one I've got? Um, you know, you've got all those kind of things. And um, health. Because in order to um, conceive and to have a pregnancy and to function with high energy levels and to be able to do all the things that you want to do, you need to have good health. Mm. And each of those things that you might look at if you're having a baby, they're absolutely the same things that a woman not wanting to have a child or, or thinking not having a child needs to do. Yeah. We all, need to keep, we all need to make sure that we're doing things to keep our finances in order. We need to make sure that we have the relationship in our life that we want, you know, whether it's friendship, partner or whatnot. And, you know, we need to be looking after our health. So, you know, I'm a big advocate for all of those things for any woman. And to me, that's part of where the whole baby thing comes in because it's irrespective, it's about taking control of your life, figuring out what's most important to you, what are the right, what's right for you. And how do I create that? So creating a plan is the natural, uh, the third question there is creating a plan to um, get take you from where you are now, whether that's in a place of um, confusion or uncertainty or, you know, some people are kind of sitting on the fence, you know, it's like, um, so in order to make a decision to get off the fence, what is it you need to have in place? Um, if you're thinking that you might want to have a child what other things do you feel you need to find the answers to or for a solution? So you can be really clear in a decision. Mm. Sitting mm. on the fence, it literally is a very uncomfortable thing to do. Yes, absolutely. That's, that's where you get splinters in your butt. <laughs> absolutely. And, um, you know, it drains a lot of energy. So while you've got all this confusion going on, that energy is all churning up inside, whereas you could be putting that energy into whatever it is that you want. If you want a child, then you can put in the energy into that. If you want, um, you know, something else, some other goal that you're working towards, it's, it's all about making sure that your energy is supporting where you want to go in the direction. Mm. And when you're confused, you can kind of flip-flop around, which means that you're oh. dispersing your energy and that's got consequences. So you're saying all, you've got emotional consequences, mental consequences and energy. Mm. Um, and you're not going to create the results in your business. I mean, in any other area of your life, if you're flip-flopping around. And some women just keep putting the decision off. But, you know, they're not getting any younger. And as I said before, the older you get, the more things drop off. It's still possible for women to have babies in their 40s. As we said, you know, it's, it, that's not a new thing. Mm. Women have been having babies later in life for forever, but most women aren't consciously doing that. You know, going back... Most people would have completed their families by that stage of the game. But yeah. it's, certainly, it's certainly possible. So, you know, getting really clear about what's important is um, you know, mm. crucial, I think. Absolutely. And I like what you were saying before. It's around, you know, you've got choice. You know, it's about you having control over what you're going to be doing in your life. And if you're just either going, look, you know, I'm just going to avoid this. Well, you're basically um, making a decision. You yes, know, you're, you're not having control. You're just, you know, not taking responsibility for the decision. But the other side of it is, 
and this is a big one that I have found on any decisions that are, that really hold me back that will exactly what you talked about, blocking that energy, all those sorts of things that can make it very difficult for you to grow your business and expand on it because that energy is being locked is one of the, the first things, well, I find myself is that, you know what, I can try and work this out and sometimes journaling it will help me work out where I need the help. But to do it yourself, sometimes it's very, very difficult because as you said at the beginning, it's your subconscious that's doing this stuff not your conscious and it's very very difficult you know to be able to tap into that subconscious yourself um to be able to work through the issues to get past that blockage so that's why i always have coaches for different things you know like i have one at the moment who's helping me to become unblocked on the next level that i'm going at my business because there was an emotional block right i need some help this is the person to help me Let's just get it done. Um, the same, that's why I always think with this sort of thing, if you can work out, okay, this is blocking me from making a decision and this is blocking me from being able to make that plan is you, you may be able to work through that yourself, but I, you know, having somebody who's got the skills to help to tap into your subconscious and find out what's really happening is going to make it so that it's going to happen so much faster so that you can then unleash that on energy. And as you were saying, Lisa, in this question in particular, there is a time limit. <laughs> so, and yeah. It, just, it doesn't get easier with time. Mm. It's, um, and that's, it's where people find themselves. Like the other thing that I meant to mention too in terms of relationship is we're living in a time where relationship even people who partner up going through all sorts of changes because you know people separate much faster but they're also repartnering and sometimes when people are repartnering those questions come back up again because yeah the new partner you know do they want kids do they not want kids do they want more kids not want more kids um you know so just when you think oh yeah okay you've got into the 30s and 40s and there's no no need to make those decisions you might have to revisit some of those things because of change of circumstances so yeah yeah good point this has been i mean this is such a valuable discussion for us to have i know that a lot of the people who listen to this podcast hello beautiful people are the majority are women and if you're you know in men and you've got these decisions that are going to be made with the women in your life, you know, about, you know, the whole child thing. So um, it's such an important discussion to have because this can be the thing that can be sabotaging the growth in your business. And if you're listening to this podcast, it's very likely you're in business or really wanting to. So, you know, this is something you can't ignore. And so I'm so pleased to have these discussions. I can't wait for the book to come out. Um, and so Lisa, where can people go to get this extra resource that you've talked about and, um, and how can they connect with you? Absolutely, Janet. So, um, if you'd like to go along and get the eight questions, um, which are explained in much more detail than we kind of covered off today, really, um, but they're their opportunity for you to, in your own quiet space, to um, ask the questions and reflect and look at where you need to go in terms of direction. That's at coachlisamcdonald.com backslash TWBT for the whole baby thing. The whole baby thing, yeah. So, the whole baby thing gift, TWBT. BT gift gift that's excellent and we'll put a link to that on in the podcast notes for you 
and um, and we'll have a um, you know a, a, a bit of a handout for you. I haven't worked out the topic that we will do that on there, but if you're listening to this on iTunes, come over to the podcast page. You'll be able to get the link to go and get Lisa's eight steps. And also, we'll we'll have a, a, a cheat sheet there for you that's um, going to you know, be able to help you to be able to work out a few things to take some action on what we've done today. Um, different to Lisa's eight questions, of course. Um, and so, where can where can people find you on social media? Because what I do, I would love here for everybody that's listening. If if this has resonated with you, if there is, um, you know something here that's given you an aha one of the best things that you can do is to contact lisa and let her know you know it's wonderful feedback for for both of us to know that what we're sharing with you actually helps so um you've got a free facebook group too don't you lisa yes i do the um and perhaps what we'll do janet is i'll, I'll send you the link for that you can pop yeah it. yes there's a there's a, a private it's a private group um, so people have to apply to go in because I want to be able to keep that as a safe place for people to explore. So they need to be female. Um, I ask them why they're interested in it. And if they don't answer the questions, um, I'm not letting people in the group because if they're not willing to answer the questions, then, um, you know, it's just one of my rules that I have. So if you, if you yeah, want to be part so of So you group, know that this is a curated group of people who are actually passionate on this topic. Absolutely. And if, um, if somebody was to contravene that that safe space then they'd be out of the group pretty quickly yeah know, thankfully you haven't had any of that so far but yes there's the private facebook group um certainly details on my website so if you wanted to book in and have a chat with me you could go to coachlesmcdonald.com uh, chat with lisa um, and answer you know you can ask some questions that are a bit more relevant perhaps to you um, you know the reality is is that you can't crowdsource the answer to this question this is something that you really got to sit back within yourself ask some questions and get your own clarity because you're the one that it affects you're the con you're the one that suffers the consequences short and long term mm. of your decision so um, you can't crowd outsource you can try but at the end of the day even if you ask people for their opinions which can be useful in terms of getting some insights but you still got to make the decision yourself so yeah um, Spot on. I love it. Thank you so much for your time, Lisa. Um, and I would really love to hear from people when you're listening to this, you know, is this, is this something that, you know, either you've been really, really top of your mind or something that maybe has been in the back of your mind, but, you know, our discussion today has made you go, whoa, actually that has been playing around in my, in my mind there. I would love to hear from you. So um, either, you know, contact, contact Lisa in the ways that she's told us. You can leave a comment here on the... Um, on the podcast page, if you're here on iTunes, I would be very grateful if you would leave a comment and, and uh, you know, whatever feels right for you for a star review, you know, and you can comment on this specific, um, this specific episode if you like, or just drop me an email and, um, and tell me what you think. That would be wonderful to get some feedback from you. So um, thank you so much for your time, Lisa. And um, you, yeah. At the opportunity and thanks to the listeners for coming along and listening to this topic it's, it's a yeah. really important one for women for some women it's not but um for a lot of women it is just in terms of making firm decisions to create the future that they want so excellent so. and we'll um we'll let everybody know when the book comes out that will be very very exciting okay yes. thank you bye everybody bye it's janet here thanks for joining me on romance your tribe radio 
Hey, you heard our voices today, but do you want to see what we really look like? You can see the video version of this episode over at romanceyourtribe.com and grab the show notes while you're there. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd really appreciate if you show the love and leave an honest review on iTunes or your favorite podcast directory. I'll see you on the next episode.